We have been in a series for the past few weeks called I Need an Answer to Prayer. Just one more time, is that resound with any of you that you need an answer to prayer? And today we're approaching the topic of asking God for the prayer of provision. And uh, I want to very quickly this morning share with you some things. Within your bulletin there's an outline and there's also an insert of some prayers for those of you that are wondering, how do I pray for provision? Some things that may help us start along that. But there's a passage of scripture that's found in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. And the verse says, And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. I am so glad that the terminology there is glorious riches in Christ Jesus rather than meager supply that you have to fight for. There's an idea given in the word that there is an abundance that the Lord has available to us. Many of you remember in August 2010 that the attention of the world focused on a mine shaft near Capiopo, Chile. And there were 33 members that were huddled in a hole after a collapse of that mine shaft and they were trapped 2,300 feet underground. They were in pitch darkness. They had no idea if hope would ever arrive or if help would ever come. And they began to try to encourage each other. And they had some meager supplies set aside in a safety room that was supposed to last them for two or three days. And it wasn't until the 17th day that they could begin to hear drilling coming through. And on the end of that 17th day, a hole six inches wide burst through. And that hole was followed by three others that began to establish a delivery path by which water and food and medicine could be lowered down to these men until they could be rescued. And those miners, to a person, all of them talked about the hope that arrived when that drill bit broke through and they had a conduit to the surface. Everything they needed to survive was brought through those conduits. Perhaps you have come to a point in your life where you need God's provision. Perhaps the weight on your shoulders is too much. And although it seems that no doors are open, I want to convince you today that God has an answer. That God knows what he's doing and that he will supply your needs. And that he will give you the resources and that he will open the right doors at just the moment you need it. Because we have a God that pursues us out of his love and great grace. Just like those drill holes were to those miners that... Six inches of hope that came through the ground. So prayer is what connects us with the great supplier in heaven who desires to meet our needs. As I have each week with the pattern of these messages, I want to give you today some verses that you can build your life and hope upon. Biblical examples of God answering the prayer of provision. Is something that we can find both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. But in Genesis chapter 32, verses 9 and 10, the scripture says, Then Jacob prayed, O God of my father, God of my father Isaac and Abraham, O Lord who said to me, Go back to your country and to your relatives, and I will make you prosper. I am unworthy of all the kindness and faithfulness you have shown your servant. I had only my staff when I crossed the Jordan, but now I have become two groups. Leviticus chapter 25, verses 18 through 21. Follow my decrees and be careful to obey. 
and you will live safely in the land, and the land will yield its fruit, and you will eat your fill and live there in safety. You may ask, what will we eat in the seventh year if we do not plant or harvest crops? I will send you such a blessing in the sixth year that the land will yield enough for three years. Second Chronicles 31, 21. In everything that he undertook in the service of God's temple and in obedience to the law and the commands, he sought his God and he worked wholeheartedly and so he prospered. Nehemiah chapter 9, verses 19 through 21. Because of your great compassion, you did not abandon them at the desert. By day, the pillar of cloud did not cease to guide them on the path, nor the pillar of fire by night to shine the way that they were to take. You gave your good spirit to instruct them. You did not withhold your manna from their mouths, and you gave them water for their thirst. For 40 years, you sustained them in the desert, and they lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out, nor did their feet become swollen. Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Matthew 6, 11, Jesus teaching the disciples how to pray instructed them by saying, Give us today our daily bread. In Luke chapter 11, verse 9, I say to you, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. And then our text in Philippians 4.19, My God will supply all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. I want you to know that whatever the need may be within your life, the word of God stands as the rock upon which we can be determined that the Lord will provide. These verses give us a broad picture of God's provision to those who seek him. They cover the basic necessities. They cover finances open doors and our need for God's presence. There are three attitudes that stand out within these prayers. The first being that the people expressed an attitude of thanksgiving for the past and what they believed would come in the future. Secondly, they made a commitment to honor God and to give Him the glory with the provisions that He gave them. Thirdly, they expected that His provision would come and as a result, they made preparation for it to come. I believe that God's word provides for us incontestable evidence that God loves you, that God will help you, and that God will take care of everyone who puts their trust in him. As King David said in Psalm chapter 37, verse 25, once I was young, a lot of us can say that, once I was young, <clears throat> And now I am old, yet I have never seen the godly abandoned or their children begging bread. If you find yourself today in a position of needing the provision of the Lord, then here is a prayer that may help you as you seek to ask God for provision. Lord, I give you my heart and I ask for your divine provision in my life. Give me eyes to see when you supply my needs. I give you thanks because I know your answer is on the way. Throw open the floodgates of heaven. Pour out your blessing upon my life. I know that as I am faithful to follow, you will lead me. You will rebuke the devourer. I will open my heart and thank you for your provision in every area of my life. I will be faithful to administer every one of the things that you entrust to me. In the name of Christ Jesus, I pray. Amen. Secondly, there are four areas that I would like to highlight over these next few moments 
areas in which we can believe that God will provide for us. The first is this, God's provision for your basic needs. First of all, I believe that one of the first things that happens to us when we find ourselves in need of things that we just absolutely have to survive is that we often think God has forgotten us. We often think that we're on our own and that somehow we have slipped through the cracks of his attention and while he may bless and help everybody else, somehow our names have slid off the grocery list. I want you to understand that the one who created you loves you and no one will work harder for your survival than the one who works so hard to give you eternal life. This is why Jesus conveyed to his followers that you don't have to pour out all of your emotional energy into the anxiety and worrying about the fundamentals of life because God will provide your needs according to his riches and glory. Our district superintendent, Dwayne Durst, shares a story I've heard it many times is when he and his wife and young family were pastoring in Messina, New York. And for those of you who have been there, you have to go there intentionally. It's not one of those places you just accidentally get to. They were there, and they knew that they were in the will of God, but they had no groceries, nothing, and their kids were beginning to get hungry, and so they simply said, Lord, we believe you've led us here. We need provision. We don't know how to get it. We don't have any money. The church is very small, so we just lay it in your hands. Simultaneous to that prayer, there was a lady that attended their church that was in the grocery store, and she says that as she walked in, the Lord spoke to her and says, I know that you're about to buy groceries for your family, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to buy twice as much today as you normally do. And so she did that. And as she got to the checkout, the Lord spoke to her again and said, I know that you have just bought twice as much as you normally do, but I want you to take everything you've got and I want you to drive and give it all to the pastor. And so she did that, drove over there. And shortly after they had finished their prayer for provision, there's a knock on the door and she goes, I don't know if any of this will matter to you, but I feel as if God wanted me to buy twice as much groceries as normal and give them all to you. And there was a moment of rejoicing as they recognized God had provided enough food for that family for a month because God cares. The prophet Elijah understand the ability of God to provide the needs of life as well. As you know, the story of Elijah and the widow and God's providing for both of them as she walked in obedience and that her oil never ended and her flour never ended because in the moment of decision she chose to put her trust in God rather than in what she could see and so if your current situation is discouraging to you if you seriously wonder if you're going to be able to make it another day I want you to know it's okay to ask the Lord for help Ask him to provide for the basic needs of the things that you need and he will bring together the necessary resources in order to see you through. And perhaps if you don't even know how to pray for it, then here's a prayer that may help you get started. Lord, you know every one of my needs before I am aware of them. You see every challenge and every barrier. I ask you to provide all of my essential needs so that I can live and not simply survive. I know that you always provide more than what I need and you never abandon me. Help me to see your provision and to glorify you this day. And I open my heart and express my gratitude for your provision of each one of my needs. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Some of you today find that your needs are financial needs. Some of you have experienced what it's like to be gripped in the fear that if things don't change soon, you're going to be living on the streets. 
One of the greatest anxieties that we find, especially in the American culture today, are people that are so overwhelmed with debt that they don't know if they are ever going to be able to break through. And I want you to know something. Nobody wants to be poor, and nobody wants to be broke. As we just finished celebrating the 100th anniversary of our church, one of the most fascinating articles that Jim Siddall brought to my attention when he was doing the history was a part that was during the Depression, and one of the newspaper reporters had come to talk to the pastor of our church at Grace Tabernacle, as it was known at that time, to ask a question of why was it that nobody that attended Grace Tabernacle was without work when everybody around in the area, it seemed as if unemployment was, rans- was rampant. And the pastor said, the moment that anybody loses their job, we simply pray them into a new job. And God provides. And I thought, what a marvelous testimony that indicates to us that there is an overseer of our life who's looking forward to opening the doors at just the moment that we need it and that there's an answer to prayer that's coming. It's worth noting that a prayer of provision should not be considered a proclamation of prosperity. Prosperity is surplus. Provision is meeting the needs. And there's nothing in the Bible to suggest that God hangs people out to dry. Even in the most desperate circumstances, God always has the last word. And he demonstrated that even in Elisha's ministry as we take from that. There was a godly man who had passed away and his wife and two boys were in deep debt, did not know what to do. So she goes to Elisha and she explains her situation. And he looks at her and he goes, what do you have in your house? And she goes, nothing. I've got nothing. All I have is a little oil. How many of you have ever told God you have nothing and then you realize you have a little? Elisha looked at her and said, okay, here's what I want you to do. I don't think that you have enough nothingness in your house. So I want you to go and grab the emptiness and the nothingness of all of your neighbors. In fact, there's nothing too small. Whether it's a little jar or big tub, you go and gather all the empty jugs and jars that you can find in your community. And when you get it all, go into your house, close the door, and don't let anybody see you. And they did this. The Bible says that as they begin to pour the oil that they had, the little bit that they had, that she considered unmeasurable at the beginning, that the more she began to pour, the more they filled up all of the emptiness, not only in their home, but in the homes of everybody around them. And it wasn't until the last empty vessel was full, and it says, the oil stopped. As God provided, where there were no more jars left, the the oil stopped. And Elisha told her, go and sell the oil, pay your debts, and you and your son can live on what is left over. And this is a powerful example of how when we yield our lives to the Lord, that there is nothing that he is incapable of doing within our lives. Most of you have testimonies of how he has stretched sometimes the little bit that you've had enough to meet the needs. I loved in one of the verses where it says that for 40 years their clothes didn't wear out. And I often wonder, was there not a teenager in the bunch? Don't know how that worked. But I want you to know that I do believe that there are things that those that do not know the Lord constantly are running into that because of the blessing of the Lord, there are expenses that he removes from us that we may never know about until we stand in the presence of the Lord. Many times people fail to prepare for God's provision. And as a result, they struggle their entire lives. Now, I don't think money is everything, but I would rank it just about as high as oxygen in the need of human needs because without money it's very hard to function in this modern age 
And if you need financial solutions because of debt or lack of employment or other setbacks, I'm here today to tell you to put your faith and your trust in the Lord who is a provider. And as you yield your life to him and follow his direction, you will begin to see the hand of God at work because the promises of God are true for you. And once we believe and begin to decide to surrender our financial dealings to the Lord, we decide to genuinely move away from a life of debt, and and we decide to be good stewards and people of integrity with what we have, God begins to bless us financially, and he does so in many ways. And so if you're here today and you're facing financial challenges and you need provision, here's a prayer that can help serve as a way to discover God's mind he had of provision. Lord, I know that you are sovereign and all-powerful. Everything is under your command. If I have found favor in your eyes, please provide for this financial need I carry. Lift the burden that keeps me awake at night and fill me with your peace so that I no longer feel anxious about my temporary circumstances. I ask you to pour out a great financial provision during my hour of need, and I commit to being a good steward with all that you have given me. Help me to walk away from temptations that put me in this position so that I never have to live under this pressure again. I thank you for caring and providing. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Oftentimes, when we begin to think of provisions, we think only of needs and money, but I want you to know that some of you today have been praying for the provision of an open door or new opportunities. Oftentimes, we may find ourselves feeling as if there is a transition in some way coming within our spirit. Maybe you find yourself and you're stuck in a rut and you need a new opportunity. Perhaps you have finally grown to the stage of your life where you are willing to take a step of trust in the Lord and he wants to move you to a new level and some new responsibilities. I want you to know that It is okay to pray that God would be the provider of new opportunities and new open doors. How many times have we run to the same well looking for new solutions? I want you to know that God today is a God who says to you, if I planted a desire in your heart, I know where I want to lead you. And wherever I lead you, I will provide everything that you need so you need not live in fear. I believe that God wants to open new doors and provide new opportunities, not only for you individually, but for us as a church. I remember talking last year at our business meeting about we are going to dig wells of ministry and we're going to let the water of God flow in those wells. And we're going to trust that he knows what he's doing within our life. I believe that God knows what doors need to be opened in your life. He knows the transitions you face. He knows the new opportunities that must be developed in order for you to move forward. And he anticipates these things before you ever ask. So if you're looking for a new opportunity, make this a part of your prayer and expect that God will open doors. You say, Lord, I believe that you are a God of open doors. I ask you to provide me with creative solutions, new beginnings, limitless horizons. Fill me with your presence and strength to walk through the door that you are opening for me. Impart your wisdom to discern which opportunity is the right one for me. I ask you to grant me favor and grace as I embark upon the new beginning that you have for me. And in Jesus' name I pray this. Amen. Lastly. Some of you today need a provision of God's presence even though you don't feel it. I shared with my staff at our staff meeting this past Monday something that many of you have experienced, but have any of you who have walked with God for any time felt a dry period in your life? I've been going through one of those personally. 
just one of those times when you have to literally lean on the word of God because you don't feel anything. One of those times where your faith must rise up because the things that normally would cause you to feel the presence of the Lord just seems to be running dry. And, and in the middle of that, my prayer has been, Oh God, I know that you are there even though I don't feel it. I know that your word is true even though I don't feel the sensation of your presence really close to me right now. Lord, I know that you are a God of the mountaintop and that you are a God of the valley and that there's no place that I can be where you can't reach me. But Lord, I'm praying today for a new provision of your presence. Lord, I'm praying today that there would be a sensation of your Holy Spirit that would begin to flow through me and dust me off and wash me clean, just like we need to wash the salt off of our cars so that we can see the real color again. Lord, wash me, I pray, that I can sense you again. As we choose to walk with God, we know that we are never alone, but there are moments that we feel alone. I think our greatest need is for more of God. And this is something that he gladly gives us. It says in Matthew 7, 9 through 11, which one of you, if a son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who's in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? The scripture tells us to make pursuit of God the primary function of our life. When in Matthew 6, 33... Even when you don't feel like it, and even when you don't feel him, you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Psalm 37.4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, an interesting thing about studying this is, do you know that the word delight doesn't necessarily mean you have to feel good about everything? Do you know that it's something that we take our spirit and say, I will focus on the goodness of the Lord, even though there may be a dry well within me. I'm going to delight in him. I'm going to honor him. I'm going to focus on him. I'm going to thank him because I'm doing so prophetically, understanding I'm believing the windows of heaven are going to open and there will come a flood in my spirit that will ignite me again. And here's the question that the Lord has been asking me. What is the deepest root of your joy? Is it in what God gives you? Or is it in who God is to you? Is the purpose of your joy in what God gives you? Or in what God is to you? God guide us graciously into a greater realization. That our ultimate need is for more of your word and more of your ways and more trust. So what is it that you lack in your spiritual life this moment? Do you feel spiritually dehydrated? Do you lack God's presence in your life? If so, all you have to do is ask him. And here's a prayer that may help you. I'm going to ask the worship team to please come as I pray this with you. Lord, forgive me for cluttering my life with events and commitments and responsibilities. Help me to filter out all these things that are not necessary so that I can walk with you. I do not want to walk without you. Fill me with your spirit and enable me to sense your presence. Allow me to hear your voice and speak to me in a way that I can understand. If your presence does not go with me, do not let me move forward. Allow me to experience your powerful revival and renew my spirit. I thank you for this wonderful gift that you've given me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
I'm going to ask you to stand with me. Our worship team is going to lead us in a song, and at the end of that song, I'm going to be asking our prayer team at the end of that song to join me and come, and then we're going to begin to pray for one another. But let's sing this together. of the message today reverberated in your spirit. You would say, you know what? I'm in a place of needing one of those things today that I want you, as we sing this course again, to step out from where you're at and that you would come and you would join with one of these here and say, would you please pray with me and join me in prayer and we'll let the expectations of what God wants to do begin to flow within our life. We've heard a testimony that God can do the impossible and can eradicate cancer. If he can do that, there's nothing he can't do within your life. So I'm going to ask you today, if you find yourself in need, please don't leave without having somebody join you in prayer today. Don't be a slave to fear. We are children of God. Father, as we stand before you this morning, we declare with our mouth by faith today that we will not let the fear of the unknown capture our heart. When you are a God that brings provision into our life, So, Lord, whatever the need may be, whether it was one that we mentioned this morning or a need that was not mentioned, there is nothing you cannot do. And so, Father, we come before you today and we ask that as we connect with you through the conduit of prayer, that we would see the hand of God move in our lives 
and bring everything that we need into our lives so that we can honor you and glorify you. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. God bless you. Have a great week.